This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome to Mum Life Untangled. I'm your host, Emma Bunting. I help new mums return to exercise to rebuild strength from the inside out by providing personal, group and virtual training with a community of like-minded mums. My business is called Motivate Mums and my mission is to educate, support and encourage mums to return to exercise safely after having a baby. In this podcast, I'm on a journey to untangle some of the complicated things that we experience as mums. My aim is to create clarity and understanding, leave you feeling inspired. If you'd like to join me virtually, you can join me in my Upskill membership, which offers nine live sessions a week with three mum safe trainers, myself and two others. We provide an online membership with live sessions, and if you can't make the live session, you can jump on the recording. Everything is delivered through a Facebook group and into an app, so it's like a PT in your pocket. If you want to find out more, head to my website, www.motivatemums.com. Click on the Upskill membership, fill out your form, and I'll provide you with a seven-day free trial. Do it, because I promise you'll love it. I'm joined today by Courtney, who is a naturopath nutritionist here on the sunny coast and has always loved the wisdom that food is thy medicine. After more than a decade in clinical practice, facilitating hundreds of patients alongside their health and wellness journey, she's found herself here on the sunny coast of Queensland. Courtney is grateful to be continuing this journey and endeavours to educate, empower those that she meets. She chooses health over convenience so that all of you can be the best of you deserve to be. Welcome, Courtney. That was a beautiful intro, Emma. Thank you. <laughs> it's lovely to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Good to see you. So tell me a little bit about you. We've just introduced you as the business world. Tell mm. me a bit about you in the personal personal world. Yeah, so I am born and raised in South Australia, actually. And I spent a little bit of time in the UK, in your hometown. And then I came home to save more money and I went back to Canada. So I did a few living, working holidays. Yeah. I did lots of travel around that. And I travelled around the world, you know. <laughs> Is a around the world ticket a thing? <laughs> like, it just sounds so fake when I, I've travelled around the world. <laughs> Maybe because I've not gone anywhere for three years, thanks COVID. <laughs> so I travelled around the world, <laughs> back home, uh, stopping and doing lots of cool excerpts. And then, because uh, I'm about mid-twenties now, but I didn't study. So I just worked in admin and I'm very, very proud, hand on heart to say I didn't do bars in London. I wasn't mm. that Aussie. <laughs> I was clever enough to get £13 an hour doing like um, local government work. Yeah. I was a project officer in Islington. I could go on and on, but I won't. So basically I had a really lovely experience living and then I realised when I got home from that jaunt of travel that I wanted to do something. I had something thing that I wanted to accomplish and I met a naturopath living in London and she was a huge inspiration influence on me to this wee little country girl that didn't know what a naturopath was and it stuck with me so from about the age of 21 when I met her all the way to about 26 when I was Mm. in a position to break away from the just stock standard admin banking government work I was in I pursued the the study and so that study took me to the east coast so I started in Brisbane and back then, because <laughs> I'm old enough to say, back then, <laughs> back then, um, horse and carriage, uh, it was in Sydney or it was 
which I didn't have any connections to. It was in Perth. And this beloved naturopath was in Perth, so that was a little bit enticing. But my best friend, who I'd abandoned for the six years of travelling, was in Brisbane. So I thought it was time to go back to her. So that's how I ended up in Brisbane and this side of the country from South Australia. And then once you do one degree, you want to do another. So I did naturopathy and then straight away did the nutritionist um, as well, nutritional medicine. So I could wear two hats. I was, I don't want to say smart enough, but I had the vision to feel that I might need a more mainstream quote-unquote hat mm. because naturopathy then, um, going because <laughs> I'm so old, <laughs> going back about what have I been practising 10 years, so study 15 years, I'm going back 15, 16 years, it just wasn't what it is now mm. to be a naturopath. Like yep. my dad, I think the entire time thinks that I wear Jesus sandals, in his words, and break things up in a mortar and pestle. <laughs> like I don't think he's broken away from that yeah, stereotype. Yeah. And so that's fine. So – with the nutritional medicine degree, I knew that I could then work with um, sports people mm. and potentially more of an allied capacity if I wanted to. Like dietitian is completely different, but nutritional medicines and nutritionists are a little bit more recognised. So that's what led me to do all that. And then when I was in Brisbane, I met a buyer <laughs> and he lived in Byron. <laughs> and that's how we say it now. We didn't say it like that then. <laughs> It's Byron now, if you watch Jimmy, Jimmy, what's his name, <laughs> point of view, you may never get the answer to your first question, just so you know. How, how much time have we got? Uh, so, like, I was in Byron and it was great, but I travelled back to um, the Gold Coast. I had to change campuses to continue the study. And so the, the boy came and went. Byron stayed for about eight years and I loved it. But it's – have you been? Yeah. Yeah. It, Does it feel real to you? (laughs) Like a real place you could really live? Not really. No. No. And that's what it ended up being. Yeah. And not a real place to do real things like, you know, meet someone who wasn't a boy. Emphatic, but like, boy, there's just lots of boys there. And I'm like, you know, I'm early 30s now, I think, and I'm wanting to be the man. Nim been a few times. I don't know. That's not my jam either, girl. (laughs) But that's fine. Like, it was all of that. But it was just boys having fun and playing. And that was the feel of it and that eight years I probably did a bit of that and was ready to, to branch out again yeah. and so I cast my net out job-wise to Brisbane, Sunshine Coast and Gold Coast. Mm. Had some connections and, and people and contacts and all I, I'd studied in Brisbane and Gold Coast so I felt pretty comfortable in those places but it was a clinic on the Sunshine Coast that offered me a role in a multi-modality um, clinic. And for a graduated naturopath of only a couple of years, that was the jackpot to to work alongside other naturopaths to essentially be mentored and learn and continue learning because you go out on your own in my industry straight out the gate. You're only as good as your last client. You're mm. only as good as the continual professioning, uh, what is it, continued professional education, your CPE that you do. So I was really, really thankful for the years that I spent in two really successful, really fantastic clinics here on the coast that really did shape and mould me to the practitioner yeah. that I am. But my personal life, you were more edging towards. So, yeah, boys have come and gone. I'm now a single parent of two beautiful boys and the father of my children, um, he's here on the coast and we have a terrific relationship and we co-parent. Look, I don't want to brag, but, you know, we are the the models of co-parenting. Yeah. Um, we have a great relationship within each other. We, we have spent every Christmas together at each other's families since our first was born, and he's five this year. Um, we separated before he was two. So we've had a, a lot of time to really perfect being parents but being, you know, having our own lives, and mm. I'm really grateful for that. Um, we both 
don't have any family here. We've sort of found ourselves here and we love it and we're staying, but we don't have one ounce of blood relative, not an auntie, not a cousin. So we really are slogging it out on our own, by our own choice. I don't need sympathy, put those, you know, tissues away. We're good, <laughs> but it is hard yeah. and it is tiring and there is no one to, there's no one to tap out to family-wise and I can tap out two nights a week with my eldest for now. So I have my little person, he's nearly 11 months, you know, he's he's my bum buddy, he, we go everywhere together, you know, we're... So in- going back to you spend time working in clinics and now where where do you... Yeah, so that was fantastic and I loved every minute of that and all of the colleagues that I've kept in contact with and continue to do so. We've sort of created a little offshoot, you know, um, support group really that we all catch up. All of us are independent practitioners essentially, but we all stay in touch and and I chose to step out on my own when I felt that I'd reached the roof Mm. of, of working within a clinic. I was a team leader, I was mentoring new naturopaths, which I loved and I was part of a really, again, successful team. And around the time of COVID, where everything went online, not only had I dabbled a bit online, COVID was responsible for making the greater population very comfortable online. Yeah. You know, you probably feel the same with mm. your training. Three, four years ago, would you have trained someone no. online? No. What a ridiculous notion. Yeah, I don't think it would have been an option. Yeah. So now I am, uh, yeah. I'm almost 100% online. I absolutely can see someone in person and I do meet at cafes. I like to keep the space neutral because I don't like cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't have a home office. I've got kids in all the bedrooms. So I'm, yeah, I'd just rather be like, where would you, would you like me to come to you? uh, They do the cleaning. Would you like to go to a cafe? Uh, They do the the dishes. (laughs) So it's great. So I am a, a sole practitioner. I plan on being so for some time. I love the work that I'm doing and I guess to wrap all of that up in a bow, my aim in the coming years is to move away, not completely, but move away from a one-to-one model, which is me working with you, Mm. you know, very uh, intently and very individually, to more of a one-to-many model and all that means for me is creating programs and courses and guides that exist because you do as a naturopath of more than 10 years say the same thing over and over again because the health space is quite the similarities with people's needs and goals so to be able to put that down into a tangible you know electronic form for people to to use and to pick up any time that to me makes the most sense when I you know I'm going to be a busy parent for a while (laughs) How long do you think? Is it was it ten they move out? No, bit, oh, okay. <laughs> bit of a dash. <laughs> so I'm going to be busy for a while with the two boys, and I want to be able to be there for them. But I want to continue what I do, and just get more. I don't know. I just love the idea of teaching people on mass. Naturopaths have principles. Naturopathic code of medicine has has principles, and and one is a doctor is the teacher, and all that means is that which I tell all my clients is my one of my main roles working with you is that I teach you what I know. And your success is getting rid of me. <laughs> so let's move on to how this relates on to mums, new mums, mums. And that's kind of where we want to aim today. We want to kind of help new mums out there look at nutrition, how they can help themselves and how can they make it a little bit more simple rather than feeling overwhelmed. So you've got a lot of support during pregnancy. You see your obstetrician, your midwife, your GP – then you have bubs and when you're breastfeeding and early postpartum, you have support. But then you kind of lose a little bit of that support. 
into breastfeeding and then beyond. So let's start talking about really what what kind of advice can you give? I know it's a big, broad question. New mums out there who are struggling with that sleepless nights, nutrition, because I know me as a new mum, my go-to was coffee mm. and a banana bread, Delish. which is not good for us, but it's easy to grab. And I think looking back now, it just probably made me more tired because mm. you come down off the coffee and the sugar from the banana bread and then want to go again. Yep. So what would you say to new mums? I'm a big fan of outsourcing and you can take that to mean small things like my biggest, I'm a big advocate for online anything and and that really drills down into me, you know, asking why a a mum of any kind, a new or older mum, is still physically going into a grocery store. Like stop that, Mm. stop wasting valuable daytime in the aisles of the most putrid place on earth with probably hunger in your belly, maybe kids in tow and just time you don't have. So let's outsource every little thing and almost do like a bit of a life day-to-day audit and get time, valuable time back to your day to do things for yourself. So You're saying online, doing online Online, order? everything, whether it's – I don't want to name brands, but, you know, the big, the big supermarkets. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I guess what I'm saying is people go, well, I like to go to um, a greengrocer, which I love too. I love fresh fruit and vegetables, not from a supermarket. They'll do delivery. Again, COVID made everything accessible from home. So mm. don't be afraid to ask your greengrocer, do you do delivery? They might do it, but it's not a popular thing. They might do it, but there's a small fee. Obviously, all of the big supermarkets do. Butchers love delivering meats to you. And, and why not buy in bulk anyway? You're going to save. And then that valuable time you were spending doing all those silly shops. And let's be honest, if you're going into a physical supermarket, it's not once a week, is it? You're no. going to be going two to three times mm. a week. And that is... Waste of time. Ridiculous. Like, go in for the absolute essentials because you just didn't make it through however many times you like to shop. But what I like you to do with that time that you've just procured from your week is put it straight into, like, batch cooking and and meal prepping because – and I'm so working with a few clients right now that these are just the words I've been saying. It's set aside the same time every week. There's a few key things I would say about how to feel like you can better manage your situation as a mum. The same time every week, put it in your phone, carve it out. If you can and need someone to help with that, so if dad or mum or older siblings or someone's there to look after any of the younger ones that need supervision, get that locked in and then walk into the kitchen with the full intent of cooking and prepping for another time. So every parent goes in the kitchen because there's some tiny person that's hungry, mm. right? And you, I'm perpetually in my kitchen. I should There should be like a, a ditch between just the whole thing I yeah just up and I don't, I, there's two hours every morning my routine is two hours I don't know what I'm gonna do when it goes to kindy but anyway so when you're in the kitchen for this particular time it's not to feed a belly it is to cook two trays of sausages mm. put two roast chickens in the oven is to put a slow cook on it's to put the meat and the vegetables in the slow cook insert to put in the fridge because it's eight o'clock at night and you're going to pull that insert out first thing in the morning and dinner's done yeah with the full intent of food for later I like what you said there so it's not gonna you're not gonna go and start chopping up it's put some sausages in Mm. easy out the packet in there yeah make it simple let your appliances do the work outsource it to your appliances for Mm. goodness sake I mean there's you've all got cupboards worth don't even be started on that one that does it all I just can't step I don't know I'm a nutritionist so that's not my jam (laughs) 
But of course, use those very expensive thousand dollar model things that do it all for you. If that's what it bloody advertises itself for, put it to work. Um, but the, but the, the, I think mums think, oh, I'm going to feed four people, myself included, and then I'm going to. No, you're not, because mm. then something else is going to happen. I think some of my other best tips are to make sure that, and this is so hard, and I even struggle with this one myself. Is, are you filling your cup? And when I talked about outsourcing, are you getting some time for you? Even if it's, a, it's one sleep in a week. What if it's... A workout would motivate... <laughs> workout would motivate mums to give you the energy to do the food prep that I'm asking you to yeah, do. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. sometimes it's being kind to yourself and putting yourself to bed early, which everyone cringes at because mm. my time and I want to scroll on my phone mindlessly. Do you though? Like, is that fulfilling more than an extra hour of sleep? Yeah. Like, and again, I'm, I speak to myself here when I... It's a practice. We're not always very good at our self-care. So I call yourself a student of your own self-practice because you'll never ace it. You'll never get enough self-care to then be able to stop. Mm. You know, like yoga. Yoga is a practice and you're a student and you will always need to attend to your practice to get what you want out of it. And yeah. self-care is the same. And I'm incredibly passionate about gathering, like, you know, the leaves on the front lawn gathering micro moments of self-care so people think self-care is a four-day retreat down in Byron I'll say Byron as many times as I can in this (laughs) studio and self-care is you know a massage and a facial great whoa man I'm very pumped that you can do those things but self-care should be three deep breaths in the car before you get out to the next thing Mm. self-care might be parking a few blocks away to spend that time in nature and just a bit of incidental exercise Self-care might look like going to bed early. Yeah. Have you spent any money yet? No. Mm. But the, it, it's gathering the leaves on the lawn. If you picked up 10 leaves in a day, you'd make a pile. Mm. Like, and yeah, if you went to the retreat, your whole lawn's clear. But how long, like, that Not only lasts. Yeah. And it's, no, it doesn't mm. last the way a regular self-care practice does. Yeah. So self-care, giving back to yourself, outsourcing, which gives you time back to yourself to then do all the things that we expect you to do to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, train and eat well. Nice. Mm. So I love the self-care. Yeah. That's it's such a – it's it's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. everywhere. But to be explained like that, I think, is good because people think that you've got to – Get in a babysitter or get oh, dad to yeah. look after the kids sure. so you can go out somewhere. But if yeah. that isn't possible, mm. like for you, it's for not instance, for me. No. I don't, as I said so at the you've beginning, you've got to make other ways. Yeah, it's to give yourself that time out. Non-negotiable. And put it this way: if I'm working with you, if I'm talking to you, because this is of interest to every mum I know, whether they're in my training class with you or on the street or, or otherwise, no one's nailing it. Mm. No one's nailing all these things, and that's fine. If you've got a why, why do I feel tired? Why can't I shift the weight? Why da 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 da? Then here's some things that you can start immediately mm. that you will notice the benefits of pretty soon if you're consistent. Can, unfortunately, consistency is the key. Same with your meal prep. Yeah. You'll feel on top of the world yeah. the week you meal prep, mm. and the next week you'll feel like you're in a dungeon yeah. and live enough cooked chooks and hot <laughs> chips. Like, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to oh, feel good. Oh, being there myself. Yeah, man. One week you're smashing it. You're <sighs> Sunday night, you're yeah. prepping for the week, mm. and then the next week you're like, shit, Jeez. it's five o'clock and you're just starting to cook Be- dinner. Beans and eggs, guys. <laughs> don't you say a word. Good old English tea. Yeah. Beans on toast. Mate, oh, no, eggy beans. You want to hear my best mum hack? And God love my five-year-old for actually thinking it's Christmas. Christmas. So when I have nothing left in the tank and it's 5.30 and the hangries have hit, I go, hey, guess what, Rocco? Guess what, Mum? Eggy beans for dinner. Oh, eggy beans. <laughs> and I'm the best mum ever. And it is a can of beans. 
<laughs> with some butter <laughs> in the pan. With yeah, yeah, what, what? Cracked eggs in. Stir that. Can I swear? Stir that shit. Yeah. And done. There's protein, carbs, healthy fats. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, it's Legend. okay. I got you. Love that. <laughs> Guess what my kids are having tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Cool. What said. Must be right. Well, it's nutritionist approved. You yeah. can you can quote me on that. You can record that. Send me the recipe. <laughs> I don't know how I write, but I'll work on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back on track. Mm. So we talked about breastfeeding before. Not everybody breastfeeds, but we'll touch on it a little bit. Is it true that we have to have, you know, for breastfeeding mum, extra calories throughout the day to have the energy and basically the energy to to deal with the The short answer is yes, and... A mum that's done any stint of breastfeeding, be it a week or six months and, mm. and more, your ravenous hunger won't let you not consume those extra calories. It is, it's a hungry job, breastfeeding. So you could look at it a few ways. You could consider, yes, yes, I need this extra calories and maybe lean into that like the, the you know, banana cakes and banana breads and croissants a little too much because you've got this free pass. Mm. What, how I would like to go about it is listening to your body, so eating intuitively and making the right choices, you won't go wrong. Your body weight will correct itself within reason. Women hold their body fat to produce the estrogen hormones that help with the symphony that is the, the breast milk production. Mm-hmm. So the body is very intelligent, knows what to do. You'll probably going to struggle with your supply if your fluids are down more than your your energy intake to be honest most people are fine eating <laughs> generally <laughs> fluid intake and stress will be your bigger barriers to good milk flow yep. uh, and supply and if we're going to make good choices and if i want to simplify this which we absolutely have to for every mum new or otherwise macronutrients are just a really nice objective way to look at your food and if you can make a practice of looking at a food and going carb, looking at food, protein, fats. Mm. And you don't need a degree. You don't. You just need to get familiar with what you eat and then decide is that a protein food. And I'm not going to get into the semantics of it, but at food, what makes a food a protein is it's the highest per gram of those macros within that food. So, for example, an egg actually does sit sort of right on the cusp, which is why it's one of my favourite foods, um, on protein and fat because of what is in that egg. Mm. Now, you can't say the same for an avocado because there's no protein in that. And that's okay that you don't know that, but my point is just getting familiar with your favourite foods, foods that you know are healthful. I don't need to teach you what's healthful. Does that food have a corner? Right, well, that's not from nature. Like, don't don't overcomplicate it. Mm. Like, eat food in its close to its original form. Don't eat too many foods with a corner. Never and, heard that one before. Right. Never. Again, like, it, you know, what about this packet of, mm, got a yeah. corner. So don't worry, that's all good. Just just minimal. Yeah, Like yeah. you're not going to eat. Sometimes foods. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 80-20 is my rule. Get familiar with whether this food is a carbohydrate, a protein or a fat. And what I'm getting you to do there is only ensure that you are eating with protein and preferably a fat as well every time you eat. And the why to that is the is the answer to why you felt Banana bread and coffee wasn't sustaining because banana bread is lacking in protein. Mm. Sidebar, unless that banana bread was made on almond meal, right, and it was from a health food store, and but that's probably not it's going down, no. you know, five days a week. That's no. cool. Um, but know that. Know that about your banana bread. So have some nuts in the car, in your, in your handbag, to, like, boost that protein source at the time you're having the banana bread. Like, 
So you're saying having protein and fats. Yeah, every time every you meal. eat. And yeah. what, why? Why protein? Because your blood sugar, which drives everything from your energy to your mood to your focus to your weight to your hormones to your metabolism, if your blood sugar is running rampant, all that means is blood sugar will resp- respond to the sugars which can be simple sugars from your foods. And carbohydrates are just a fancy word for food with higher sugars. Okay, that's what the body breaks carbs into, sugar. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Brain needs sugar, no problem. But what the rest of the body needs is proteins and fats. You can't run on only carbs. I've never heard of a diet that's only carbs It's because it doesn't work. I've heard of a diet that's mainly fats. I've heard of a diet that's mainly protein. But no one is having problems eating carbs. I'm Mm. not going to educate you on, right, let's get really familiar with all your carbs. Eating veggies, yep. Eating fruit, yep. Eating salad, yep. You're eating carbs. Well done. Eating grains, good. They're Mm. definitely carbs too. Yeah. But what people aren't eating enough of often is proteins and fats and they're not eating them enough because they get on what I call a carb train. So you eat the banana bread, good. Two hours later, ravishing. Mm. It's actually low blood sugar hypoglycemia or for more familiar terms psychoglycemia or the hangries that's what we're talking about here we've all felt it don't need to explain it Mm. your body very intuitively as it knows all to do it's all very all wisdom our bodies it will tell your brain please eat a carbohydrate because i'm in i'm in low blood sugar Mm. perfect your body knows how to get out of low blood sugar that's by eating more sugar imagine the down arrow okay i'll get more sugar imagine the up arrow Mm. okay great but your body is it's going to trick you. It's going to just ask for carbs. It's not really going to ask for the protein and the fats, even though you could choose it. So then the next time you eat, it might just be an apple. It might be a muesli bar. It might be a muffin. See what's happening here? Yeah. No proteins, no mm. fats. Yeah. So then that will wear off very quickly mm. in under two hours. Up, down, up, down. Carbohydrate crash, carbohydrate crash. But if you've chosen the beginning of the day or whenever you've clocked to it, eggs, nuts, seeds, healthy fat, um, prote- uh, animal proteins if you're eating them, yep. you will be balancing your blood sugar. You will not be chasing your insulin levels all day long. You will remain calm, in control and focused. And then insert other problem here. Weight, done. Hormones, balanced. You know, it's simple when I say it like this, but I'm not there to coach you every meal choice. Mm. And you're tired. I'm tired. My kid woke me up 78 times last night. Like, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah. But once you familiarise yourself with the what and you sink in the why, reaching or having the nuts with you while you reach for the banana bread, you'll go, oh, I, know, I know why I'm doing this. Mm. This, is for few, this is for me in two hours. I don't want to be that girl that I was yesterday. She was bitchy. <laughs> so don't get hung up too much of how many no. carbs, how many proteins, nope. how much fat. Just try and eat them. limit the carbohydrates. Yeah. Or balance them, yep. or combine them, actually. Yeah. So we're always going to want toast. That's fine. Like, oh, you want to go all in with the scrambled eggs or the omelette with no toast? Fancy. That's mm. great. I breastfeeding right now, I want the toast. Yep. My body maybe needs the kilojoules as well. But mm. if I just had toast and Vegemite, <laughs> I couldn't even last the sentence of speaking that breakfast because yep. I'm going to bomb out. So when you add the eggs or the nut spread, the cashew butter, like I could go on and on, Mm. the bacon, the ham, the smoked salmon, whatever you like, just know that that balance with the carbohydrate is going to put you on the best trajectory for yourself as a parent to your children. When you hear yourself like, oh God, I sound like the worst parent. It's because you're you're in low blood sugar all the time Mm. and your poor body's starving and it's only doing what it thinks it needs to, which is to eat more carbs again. Yeah. So just stop it. (laughs) 
So with the the liquid, yeah. So many of us, oh, me do not too. drink enough water as you take in a glass. Save for water. I know, <laughs> definitely water. Good. Oh, Set an example. <laughs> Why is that? Why do we not drink enough water? And how much water should we be drinking, especially if we're breastfeeding, new mum? Even if we're not breastfeeding, mm. we're tired, stressed. So our bodies are over seventy percent water within all of the you know tissues and organ systems that need to function. Our bodies are unfortunately very forgiving and it will just run. But I love this story when I was, I think I was probably studying. So think of that 70% water, like swishing around in all the places. And then think about knowing that it's important to drink water, that you put fresh water in your body. Okay, yeah, makes sense. A car needs petrol to run, body needs water to run. Now imagine you're not giving yourself that water to run. And now imagine that your body's running anyway. It's going to drive all the way to the Gold Coast on whatever it's got mm. in the tank. And in the tank of a body that is not nourished by water, it will take it from your bowel where old food sitting in the rectum waiting to exit, faecal matter, water, mm. will be taken because you ain't given it no option. Yeah. So you'll be running on your own poo water. Wow. Think about that for a minute. Mm. That for me was really powerful because it makes complete sense. It's like, oh, I don't even have to drink water. I just keep going. Yeah, but how are you feeling, mate? Feeling a bit foggy. Yeah. Tired. Yeah, put all those yeah. acronyms or whatever mm. they are, yeah. whatever that, that word that yeah. describes things. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll feel all those things because your body's running on poo water. Mm. You cannot detoxify a body that is barely functioning without water. So water f- like hydrates and flushes, hydrates and flushes. Where does water go through? Our kidneys. Mm. And helps the liver to do its job. So that's the why. I think the why is as important as the the how how do I drink more water well how about why why do I drink water yeah yep you've got to make your breast milk through your fluids you've got to uh, flush and detox as I said and you've and and anyone not going to the toilet (laughs) as often as they should (laughs) put down Dr Google stop hold the phone drink more water see what happens report back to yourself in three (laughs) days you'll be surprised yeah yeah so you can fix a lot of your own problems truly with Mm. more water you can you can think clearer you can detox yourself. You can get clearer skin. So the how, Emma, the how. Look, there's a few theories <laughs> going around. Reminders in your phone. Yeah. That can help the prompts. Really, really simple is do you have a water bottle that's reusable? Mm-hmm. And you be, could be surprised at the amount of, oh, I lost it at a festival or I don't even go to festivals anymore. That's what I used to say. <laughs> uh, 26-year-old Courtney just popped back. Hey, it's been a barn. <laughs> there you go, barn. You don't have a bottle, so you're not drinking water through the day. You don't have a bottle on your person. Good luck. What, are you going to drink from a bubbler? Gross. My kid doesn't drink from bubblers because that's where disease comes from. <laughs> Communicable diseases start and end in the bubbler. So don't do that. But you can fix it by having a bottle. Fix it by prompting with reminders, sticky notes, you know, positive affirmations about it on your bathroom mirror and your lipstick. I don't care. But what about herbal teas? All counts towards good fluids. Anything okay. yep. that is non-caffeinated mm-hmm. and non-alcoholic yep. in, is included. Yeah, I know. Oh, but what, uh, I've had a client, God love her, she will remain nameless, ask me if she can put her magnesium and one other powdered supplement into her vodka soda. <laughs> and I actually said... Yes. <laughs> I said... This is, I can't believe this is the first time as a practitioner I've been asked this and no, but I'm impressed with your, with your gusto. Like yeah. you, she was very, like she just got things done. So 
The caveat there on the fluids is be careful of over-consuming coconut water and kombucha. Okay. And the reasons being that um, coconut water is a great electrolyte because it has a little bit of naturally occurring sugars, but you don't want to overdo, like you don't want coconut water to be more than your water consumption. Mm. Similarly, kombucha is based on both yeast and bacteria. So SCOBY is this beautiful acronym that includes the words um, yeast and bacteria. I don't know what the C (laughs) and the S is. Yeah, it's cool. Someone, we're going to put in the show notes what a SCOBY stands for because I will then read the show notes and learn. I just forgot. Oh, I think I learned it in Byron. <laughs> Got another one. Um, you're going to disrupt your bowel flora, um, your microflora with um, too much yeast or bacteria and then you'll end up with thrush or urinary tract infections or bloating because you've overdone your kombucha, which is a, a health drink, but it should just be a, a, an every now and then drink. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Because I did a case study of one, um, yep. was overdoing because it's delicious. I'm making my own. Mm. Oh, you should have seen my extra toilet in my duplex. It was a kombucha heaven. I was <laughs> brewing up a storm, not on the toilet. <laughs> uh, and then my uh, my digestive system changed, not for the better. Mm. And it wasn't until I scaled back my kombucha that I could Realized correct what it. it was. Yeah. Yep. On that fluids mm. chart, mm. let's tag on caffeine at the end of that. Mm. So I know myself. Yeah. How many coffees do you drink? I've cut back two, possibly three. How many coffees did you drink? Oh, when I was a new mum. Yeah. Yeah. Few, you know. Oh, she's not saying it. Few. must have been I up there. I don't know. I can't actually remember. You know, yeah. I'd wake up, have a coffee. Mm. I'd do my workout, have a coffee. few couple in the afternoon. I was just so exhausted yeah, that sure. I felt like I needed coffee. Mm. How'd you feel? Tired. Yeah. Yeah. I know it doesn't help, but there's so many of us out there that grab that coffee when we're tired. Yes. Look, something I learned from my midwife in my first pregnancy was baby's caffeine tolerance is developed in pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. So imagine that a new mum, first time mum, uh, going through her first 12, would I have met the midwife in under 12 weeks? I think I'd just gone through my first 12 weeks being ultra, ultra, ultra careful. I had had a miscarriage about four months before. Mm. So some of the things I maybe was more lax about, I think was probably coffee, I just cut it all out for my own way to be a bit more secure. And I got through that second pregnancy successfully. That's my son, Rocco. So with the caffeine that I cut out, not the first time, but the second time, and a few other things I was doing, my midwife, I think I was like, oh, what do you think about coffee? Because there is a bit of a divide in in Mm. the medical world, I Mm. I feel. And she, with complete confidence, said, uh, your baby will develop in a good way, small tolerance to coffee in utero. And so when Bubs is here, it, it's, it's, you know, you're not going to give it a, a too much of a kickstart because you've been drinking coffee in your pregnancy. Well, my eyes only fell out my head and I immediately started drinking a coffee a day and I was like, don't, don't be a saint, don't go overboard with that being cautious. I then st- safely drank, I, I would say, the equivalent of two shots of coffee. Sometimes I'd split it, sometimes a double shot every day mm. because I knew I, I would need that as a mum. And I that, and he's fine. Sleep was fine. He was fine. So first child, I cut the coffee out through mm, pregnancy. Mm. Decaffeinated. Yeah, you know. How about and then, you, and then postpartum, you were drinking. Yeah. Did you? Could you sense now, looking back, that in any way that affected him? Like, I know. No, I know most babies don't sleep. Like that's the normal. He was a good sleeper. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was at the start. We went through a period when he was six yeah. months old. Well. Yeah. Okay. Cut at the start. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And perhaps it's this was her observation. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard Not, to know. It is hard to know. And everyone detoxes and processes mm. um, byproducts of everything we do differently. 
So you might have had a really good, successful breakdown and elimination of the caffeine from yeah. your system rather than it build up mm. and then affect bub in the milk. So so try and avoid, would you say try and avoid the afternoon coffee so you can have one in the morning? A turn, uh, if you're running on empty, you're tired, grab them one in the afternoon is yeah, probably not the best thing. Clearance, a clearance rate of a drug, and ca- caffeine is a drug, mm. clearance rate of the drug of caffeine is about eight hours and some will be longer because everyone is individual. So plus eight hours to your last coffee and ask yourself, do I want to be in bed then? Mm. And if the answer is yes, you might find you struggle switching off but you're not thinking about the two o'clock coffee that you had because yeah. it was two o'clock. So I always ask, when was your last last coffee? Rightly followed by, how do you get to sleep? And if those two things don't match up, we go, right, well, let's push it back eventually so that it's that eight hours at least. For safety, for your child, for the breast milk, they just say about two cups uh, or two shots, I should say, give or take. And look, some days it might be one, some days it might be three. View these things in in a week. I think Mm. that's a lot kinder to yourself. But of course, within all of that, look at your baby and, and ask yourself how you feel. If yeah. you're just drinking that third coffee because you just deserve it, mm. but you're feeling wretched and you feel acidic and you feel a bit jittery, again, let's go internal yeah. and say, do I really I need this? Need yeah. yeah. And first thing to do is switch it to green tea. The mm. caffeine levels are different. It's a beautiful antioxidant. I absolutely love green tea. It's anti-everything, anti-cancer, anti-aging. I mean, it's fantastic. Do not get supermarket brands that taste like dirty sock water. <laughs> Bloody invest in the $6 box because it's worth it. So Pucker or Puka, I'm not really sure. Mm. Uh, English Tea Shop and then everything else organic with like a nice blend with the, with the green yep. is the way to go because like, again, I won't mention brands, but it's foul. Yeah, Plain green is foul. Fair so enough. don't do that to yourself. All right. We've covered a lot so far. Hmm. So... What I think we've covered this a lot. I mean, there's a lot of mums after they've had the baby, they are worried about the baby weight and they want to lose weight. What are the first steps you would take? And would you focus on losing the weight straight away or would you just try and look after yourself in terms of nutrition, a little bit of exercise and your mental health? Don't worry too much about the losing weight. How do we treat these two new mums? Yeah, and again, if you look at extra or I don't want to say excessive weight, but weight that doesn't seem to be shifting, whether you put it on in pregnancy or postpartum, like tiredness, look at it as a symptom of why might I not be shifting this weight? Mm. And if you want to scratch the surface and dig down into the why, there's almost always a how to fix it right there for you. So... Everything, obviously, we've just mentioned could help someone shift their additional weight, whether it's their – we just talked about fluid intake, we talked mm. about macronutrients and less carbs, more proteins, fats. Beyond that surface level, which absolutely anyone out there listening could just start, you know, as their case study of one doing and observing. But, you know, do it, but don't hang out for the results in three days. You know, do it intentionally because you know it's the right thing to do. And if there's a time that's passed that you think is beyond, I've been really good with X and Y and Z and still nothing's happening, there will be a Y for you. Mm. It might be thyroid. It might be um, another hormonal imbalance. So thyroid is a you know set of hormones that create thy metabolism. It could be your female hormones and you're holding on to body fat because the hormones themselves are imbalanced. And what you don't want is them being obsessed about this losing weight. You want them to... 
look after themselves. Yeah. Not put the pressure. If it beca- anything obsessive is not healthy, whether mm. it's food or a person or, you know, your own weight. Um, and if there is a why, maybe you need that professional support to look and find it. So as a naturopath, we don't diagnose. We'd never claim to. But with the help of other practitioners, like a GP can help. A naturopath can private bill you tests as well. It doesn't need to be begging and pleading with your GP to run tests for your naturopath. Like we can absolutely do it a number of ways. But testing through bloods and urine can absolutely help uncover some deficiencies, excesses and imbalances that you, you can then go about and correct mindfully under the supervision of a practitioner. So mm. this is more... I've, I've really looked at my surface level stuff. I've absolutely invested the time to change this and I'm not feeling like the results that I expect should be there. Enlist the help of a practitioner of your choice because the why can, will be there. It's not until you find and correct it that you can reach that goal of yours and if it is the weight. Emotionally, we – look, again, it depends on what beliefs you ascribe to. All of our thoughts are – seeds that we plant within ourselves that can manifest so if you are holding on to things if you are obsessing about things if you are ruminating about things the mindset and your thoughts can actually be absolutely affecting your physical body Mm. we only need to look at a condition like ptsd to know that our thoughts are incredibly responsive within our body we can get heart palpitations and sweats and rapid breath because we've thought about a stressful period because mm. that's what happened to us in our past. Any kinds of trauma can do that. So I don't need to convince anyone how thoughts affect our body. But if you're not looking at your mindset as part of a overall health audit that you can do, so whether it's I need to spend more time in nature, I'm just inside all the time, I'm online all the time, I don't... I don't feel good, I don't mm. like my own thoughts, then you can seek out ways to change your mindset. And, you know, leading into mindfulness and, and, and um, just figuring out what it is that you, if there's usually negativity or, you know, uh, ruminating thoughts, sometimes enlisting, again, the help of an external source, a yoga practice, a, a, a podcast that's about positivity or, mm. you know, uh, meditation groups and meditation apps. And I... I think, again, personally, the power of your mind Mm -hmm. and your thoughts absolutely create the world. And it might even just be that your thoughts are creating a world that really isn't true. Yeah. It's just your mindset Mm. makes everything feel and look negative, Nancy. And with a shift of that can actually be a shift in how you feel and you might even find you shift your weight because you were just holding on in a dark space. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Hmm. I love it. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, let's recap a few of the things that we've talked about. So, first one, outsource. Mm. Outsource where we can. Outsource everything, shopping, meals. If anybody offers to cook your meals, just take it. Give them a menu. Take it. (laughs) Have enough fluids. Yeah. Ensuring we've got enough fluids in our body to keep us feeling energetic breastfeeding keep those fluids up caffeine caffeine's a good one and allowing yourself to enjoy the coffee yeah try not to take that out your diet altogether unless it's causing you correct problems yeah but take yourself outside in the morning have a coffee on the deck Mm. enjoy the moment enjoy the coffee you're like yeah yeah i'm I'm literally feeling (laughs) the buzz from listening to that that's great um, ensuring you've got the right 
macronutrients throughout the day. Don't get too obsessed with how many. Yeah. Ensuring you've got protein and fats with every meal and you need your carbohydrates for the energy, but just yeah. t- not too many. And if you need, like you just touched on then, if you need some extra help with anything after having a new baby, seek out the right health practitioner, um, yoga teacher, exercise, yeah. someone who you can go to just for a little bit of support. Yeah. I outsource my physical health to Emma (laughs) and that's not a joke like uh, what I've known about myself and my exercise Mm. life which I've always been active I've I worked in gyms I've been a student of yoga for 20 years is that I need to outsource that monetarily Mm. to show up for myself I don't have a home practice and I will never have a home practice but if I seek out the right group or the right gym or the right environment it's shut up and take my money mm. because that is I th- I'm a people person. I'm an extrovert. I get my energy from people. Yep. So to do that for me is self-care, mm. but it's also tapping into what works. Don't go to a spin class if you hate bikes. Yeah, exactly. Don't train outside if you're allergic to everything. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, ask yourself, what about physical activity do mm. I like? Yep. Go and join the volleyball mm. team. You know, don't make it painful. Yeah, exactly. Life's too short yeah. to do exercise that we don't enjoy. Totally. Make sure you enjoy. Yeah. Let's touch on your online program. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, talk gosh. about it. Wow. Courtney's designed yeah. an online program for new mums who want to get on top of their nutrition and just understand a little bit more about their bodies. Hit me with it. Yeah. So Mamas Eat Clean is uh, an organic creation that was uh, instigated by a conversation with you, Emma. And we had a chat sort of off the um, cuff with some of your clients asking you about what to eat. Mm. And I love that you really respect your scope, scope of practice. I've worked with PTs and worked in gyms in the past and the amount of times I've seen someone just on brown rice and broccoli and chicken and oh I asked them how God. long for. And So what I loved is that you felt there was a need in our little community and so I went and screwed away and created a program, which I loved doing. At the start I talked about that one-to-many model and so what it means is I can – tap into what's needed and create something that's really hitting all of those marks for what someone is trying to achieve. So Mm. the simple instruction and and guidance around from macronutrients, you know, beautiful graphs in pretty colours and boxes that just state all of the foods that would be considered a good choice for healthy proteins, fats, carbohydrates, um, we drill down into a little bit more around the blood sugar and like everything we've sort of touched on, but in a way that you will own it forever. So there's this lifetime access that I absolutely think is essential. I don't want it to evaporate into the ether after mm. so many days or there's no pressure. There is four weeks of content that very intentionally is designed not to overwhelm, yep. but to educate. Mm. And I don't need to know how little or how much you'd already know of this. Someone like myself, as you go through stages of your own life and your own journey, you can absolutely forget it. Yeah. (laughs) You can just forget the simplicity of how much water should I be drinking. I haven't even said how much water. Six to eight glasses. Someone who writes on their intake form, by the way, six to eight glasses, you've wrote, learned that. Mm. No one's drinking six to eight glasses. What is that? What, What is it? Seven? Like... Yeah. So it's okay that you don't know or you forget or that mm. you're not doing it. But what it is is a, a safe space for you to show up and say, can you just tell me all this again but slowly so I can listen? So my delivery of content is audio 
and visual. So I've got slides in the PDF form and then I've gone and recorded myself talking over the slides and giving you the information so like you could listen to it like a podcast nice. episode yeah about between 15 and 30 minutes some of them I do give a little extra nice. um, so you can I mean if you're having the babies asleep on you you exactly. can kind of put yeah. your earpods in and read it one moment and then listen, listen. to the next yeah and go back to it um, and do we get any com- communication with you throughout the program? So what I have created alongside it is a um, private uh, Facebook group where because this intake is designed to be rolling, so you might go in there and there's people halfway through, completely finished, mm. people that are just posting comments and support because that's the kind of person they are, myself included. And the idea is to allow the support to continue with the learnings being the learnings, but ideally implement the learnings each week. Mm. And then once you've got that water intake down, go the next week and do water intake and. So it's like you build on each of the the core Mm. principles to follow so that by the end of the fourth week, you're doing different things. You've carved out the time, you've made some changes and fundamentally, if you followed that, you would feel better. There's no doubt about it, whether you're, a naturopath with two degrees and two young kids or you've just stumbled into this and because you Mm. sleep two hours a night and you just know things are going pear-shaped. So the idea is simple, actionable steps, quality, concise information, additional support group and with the view to, you know, there's always an opportunity to work with me one-on-one. Like that's not uh, out of the question but so many mums I know can get their goals met by following these, you know, steps in the program, which like you and I were just talking about that how, like you, you might nail the meal, meal prep one week and you didn't drink mm. any water. <laughs> like it's, and how do we find out about this program? Well, I can just, what email you know. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a link in the show notes. Yes. What's your email address in case we want to uh, yeah, get Yeah, so going. you can hit me up at, and you know, because I'm not in the marketing space, when I created my website, I didn't think that my website would be my email address. So bear with me. <clears throat> How much time have we got? It's info at CourtneyClarkNaturopathNutritionist.com.au because I really wanted to jam in there as many consonants and vowels in one one go. Yeah. Not practical at all, but that's okay. It is now what it is. So, yeah. Um, and I have um, a website, which is CourtneyClarkNaturopathNutritionist.com.au. Amazing. And, yeah, it's um, it's just there for you. This is your jam and this is you know, vibed with you for what you think you need, then um, come check us out. Thank you. Well, thank yeah. you for coming in today. So Lovely fun. Lovely to chat with you. Isn't it great? It's always a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And thank you for having me because this is my first studio Woohoo. podcast interview. Amazing. So good. Thank you. Yeah, Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you are looking to return to exercise after having a baby, head to motivatemoms.com to download my checklist on returning to exercise safely. And also follow me on Instagram, Motivate Mums.